frown. You are Nicholas, I suppose. That is my name, sir, replied the youth. Put my hat down, said Ralph imperiously. Well, ma'am, how do you do? You must bear up against sorrow, ma'am. I always do. Mine was no common loss, said Mrs. Nickleby, applying her handkerchief to her eyes. It was no uncommon loss, ma'am, returned Ralph coolly. Husbands die every day, ma'am, and wives too. And brothers also, sir, said Nicholas with a glance of indignation. Yes, sir, and puppies and pug dogs likewise, replied his uncle, taking a chair. You didn't mention in your letter what my brother's complaint was, ma'am. The doctors could attribute it to no particular disease, said Mrs. Nickleby, shedding tears. We have too much reason to fear that he died of a broken heart. Pugh, said Ralph, there's no such thing. I can understand a man's dying of a broken neck or a broken head, but a broken heart? Nonsense. It's the cant of the day. If a man can't pay his debts, he dies of a broken heart and his widow's a martyr. Some people, I believe, have no hearts to break, observed Nicholas quietly. How old is this boy, for God's sake? inquired Ralph, wheeling back in his chair and surveying his nephew from head to foot with intense scorn. Nicholas is very nearly nineteen, replied the widow. Nineteen, eh? said Ralph. And what do you mean to do for your bread, sir? Not to live upon my mother, replied Nicholas, his heart swelling as he spoke. You'd have little enough to live upon if you did, retorted the uncle, eyeing him contemptuously. Whatever it be, said Nicholas, flushed with anger, I shall not look to you to make it more. Nicholas, my dear, recollect yourself, remonstrated Mrs. Nickleby. Dear Nicholas, pray, urged the young lady. Hold your tongue, sir said Ralph. Upon my word, fine beginnings, Mrs. Nickleby, fine beginnings. Mrs. Nickleby made no other reply than entreating Nicholas by a gesture to keep silent, and the uncle and nephew looked at each other for some seconds without speaking. The face of the old man was stern, hard-featured and forbidding, that of the young one open, handsome and ingenuous. There was an emanation from the warm young heart in his look and bearing which kept the old man down. This contrast galled Ralph to the heart's core, and he hated Nicholas from that hour. "'Well, ma'am,' said Ralph impatiently, "'the creditors have administered, you tell me, and there's nothing left for you?' "'Nothing,' replied Mrs. Nickleby. "'And you spent what little money you had in coming all the way to London from Devonshire to see what I could do for you?' pursued Ralph. "'I hoped.' faltered Mrs. Nickleby, that you might have an opportunity of doing something for your brother's children. It was his dying wish that I should appeal to you in their behalf. I don't know how it is, muttered Ralph, walking up and down the room, but whenever a man dies without any property of his own, he always seems to think he has a right to dispose of other people's. What is your daughter fit for, ma'am? Kate has been well educated, sobbed Mrs. Nickleby. Well, we must try and get you apprenticed at some boarding school said Ralph. Have you ever done anything, sir? No, replied Nicholas bluntly. No, I thought not. Are you willing to work, sir? he inquired, frowning on his nephew. Of course I am, replied Nicholas haughtily. Then see here, sir. This caught my eye this morning, and you may thank your stars for it. Mr. Ralph Nickleby took a newspaper from his pocket, and after unfolding it and looking for a short time among the advertisements, read as follows. Education. 
at Mr. Wackford Squeers Academy, Do the Boys Hall, at the delightful village of Do the Boys near Greta Bridge in Yorkshire. An able assistant wanted, annual salary five pounds, Mr. Squeers is in town at the Saracen's Head. There, said Ralph, folding the paper again. Let him get that situation, and his fortune is made. Nicholas, my dear, I wish you would say something, said Mrs. Nickleby. Yes, mother, yes, said Nicholas, who had hitherto remained silent and absorbed in thought. If I am fortunate enough to be appointed to this post, sir, what will become of those I leave behind? Your mother and sister, sir, replied Ralph, will be provided for, in that case, not otherwise, by me. Then, said Nicholas, starting gaily up and wringing his uncle's hand, I am ready to do anything you wish me. Let us try our fortune with Mr. Squeers at once. At the Saracen's Head they found Mr. Squeers standing by one of the coffee rooms.